This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. What's up, everybody? This is Trey Biddy with hogsports.com, H-A-W-G sports.com. The wild December for Arkansas football continues, and we've got plenty to talk about with Arkansas basketball as well. We're going to talk to Danny West and Curtis Wilkerson, discuss some of this stuff going on with the transfer portal, NFL draft, all this coaching stuff. I mean, we haven't even got to the bowl game yet. Arkansas playing Kansas in the Liberty Bowl. Probably not even going to get to it today because there's so much other stuff going on. We'll talk about all that and more on today's episode of Arkansas Live. Hey, before we get started, I want to mention one more time we got our 50% off promotion going on today. And it's not just a 50% off deal. Okay, it's so much more than that because not only do you get Hog Sports for 50% off if you sign up right now, you also get Paramount Plus for absolutely free. Okay, this is an incredible deal. Just to break things down for you on how this works out, Hog Sports is 50% off. Paramount Plus is absolutely free. This is running through January 2nd, so you got a little bit of time, but I'd jump on now because there's so much stuff going on. So if you want to join the number one independent source on Arkansas sports and recruiting and get commercial free Paramount Plus, Paramount Plus is $99.99 a year, so it's $100. Bucks. Hog Sports is $107.40. So you get Hog Sports 50% off and Paramount Plus for free. That's $207.39 worth of services for $53.70 for the entire year. And on addition, in addition to that, as long as you remain subscribed to Hog Sports, 10 years down the road, as long as you remain subscribed to Hog Sports, you'll get Paramount Plus for free. As long as you're subscribed. So forever. If you want, you'll get a Paramount Plus for free, which is $100 a year. Pretty good deal. Breaks down to $448 a month, $103 a week, $0.15 a day. No promo code required. Just sign up at hawgsports.com and you'll get the deal. Kind of feels weird. There's no good way to transition. No good way to transition to what's going on with with Mike Leach right now. Um, I just want to say to Mike Leach, his family – I mean, it just it sounds bad right now, and uh, certainly our condolences are with him and, and Mississippi State family. Everybody that you know has been touched by Mike Leach. Uh, it is it is not a good situation right now, and there's no way to to transition off of that either. Uh, so tough situation, and it really with everything that's going on right now with you know. You know how it is with with other fan bases and other teams and stuff, and you know it's the transfer portal and who can we take from them and and you know mocking other fan bases and stuff. It just really puts things in perspective of what's important, what's really important. And um, I don't know what else to say, but it's 
It's a tough deal. You just pray and hope that everything works out for the best. It just it doesn't sound good right now. Again, no good. I don't even know how to go to the next thing after that. Drew Sanders named first team All-American by the Associated Press. Congratulations, Drew Sanders. Drew Sanders had 103 tackles, 30 and a half tackles for loss, nine and a half sacks. All-American. Congratulations. You know, I always back to Leach. I always just appreciated you know, him for being who he is because there's so much in this day and age with college football where guys toe a line or they don't really say what's on their mind. They lie. Leach is not that guy. And that's one reason I always appreciated him. One reason I appreciate Sam Pittman. One reason I appreciated Brett Bielema also. Brett Bielema would get roasted for things he said. I'm just like, man, this is refreshing. And Mike Leach was always like that too. I went back yesterday and was just watching, um, you know, some of his stuff about – you know, just some of the best – the outtakes of Mike Leach over the years from you know, Texas Tech, Washington State, and, of course, uh, Mississippi State. But, uh, you know, just the, the one where he's talking about – that was last freaking week, you know, talking about all the things. I couldn't dial up any of those plays last week. That was last week. You know, that you didn't go 11-2. and two. That was last year's team. You didn't make those plays. Michael Crabtree, you know, that was one of my favorite uh, speeches uh, by Mike Leach and then, you know – there's so many other things. I, I can remember this year at the SEC teleconference when he said, uh, he said uh, just one just one sentence answers to everything that he was asked, and then somebody asked him about the advantages of eloping over having a big wedding ceremony, and he you know went on for the whole rest of the segment. Or the uh, SEC media days this year when he walked up to the podium and, and thanked everybody for, um, I, I can't remember there was an applause or anything, but. It, I can't remember what he thanked everybody for and he said, any questions? And every other coach had gone into, you know, a long spiel right out of the gate, an introduction, and he just said, any questions right off the bat. So, always march to the beat of a different drum. Doesn't sound good. Nick Smith named SEC co-freshman of the week. Averaged 21.5 points per game this week. Scored 22 in his second career start on Tuesday, Arkansas beating Oklahoma 88-78. Nice showing for the Razorbacks, especially this second half. We'll talk to Curtis a little bit more about that. Arkansas dropped slightly in the latest AP Top 25 poll. I'm not sure why, especially after the win over Oklahoma, but they, they dropped a 10th. So still in the top 10. Other SEC schools included were Alabama, Tennessee, Kentucky, Mississippi State, and Auburn. Alabama's four, Tennessee's six, Kentucky's 13, 17, Mississippi State, and 19, Auburn. Strong league, as it has been for the last several years. On another side of things, things don't look good for, for Chris Beard right now. His lawyer released a statement. So Chris Beard was charged with third-degree felony assault. This is a Texas head coach, head basketball coach, number two Texas. Charged with third-degree felony assault on a family member, according to Travis County Jail. His lawyer, or the university said, the university said in a statement, the university is aware of the situation regarding Chris Beard. We're continuing to gather information and monitor the legal process. 
uh, his lawyer is demanding that these charges be lifted. Where is that quote? Perry Minton of Austin told the Austin American Statement, Coach Beard is 100% innocent of these charges. He should have never been arrested. The complaint wants him released immediately and all charges dismissed. It is truly inconceivable. So we'll see what happens with all that, but it uh, doesn't sound good, obviously. Moving on to Arkansas coaches, Dow Loggins has been a roller coaster lately with uh, him and the candidacy at uh, the offensive coordinator job at, uh, excuse me, at, at South Carolina. Um, at one point last week, he just he just soared to the top of the list, and that's where he's going. And then it just like kind of settled down. It's like, oh, it's not happening. Recruits kind of saying the same thing. It's not happening. And then I believe Saturday night. Well, it's, these last couple weeks have been a blur, man. But I believe it was Saturday night um, where suddenly he was back being mentioned again. Some saying OC, some saying co-OC. South Carolina fans aren't interested. I mean, you go to their board, they're not interested in Dow Loggins becoming offensive coordinator. Arkansas fans, on the other hand, are scared to lose him because five of the top ten recruits in the class are guys that he leads for on, on recruiting, including three tight ends. So – Situation to watch closely there, obviously. Arkansas involved in a lot of coaching search stuff. Ron Roberts, it looked like – if you're on Hog Sports, by the way, I mentioned, like, you should sign up for Hog Sports, but, like, the Ron Roberts stuff, the first time you heard his name was Hog Sports. The first time you heard Barry Odom, UNLV, was Hog Sports. The first time you heard Ben Souders – Strength and conditioning coach, Hog Sports. It wasn't all. It wasn't like, oh, so and so's reporting. We better find out. Oh, okay. My sources are saying, no. Oh, the information materialized at Hog Sports. I'm not saying we break everything, but we break a lot. And if you're on Hog Sports, you've certainly been informed, informed, and ahead of the curve for everybody else. Something that always interests me. Like people always say, I, you can get this anywhere. That's what people say until they sign up. So why we do these introductory prices, 50% off, throw in Paramount Plus for you because our biggest problem is people thinking they can get the information that we provide elsewhere. Really, a lot of people are just getting the information from us. So, with Barry Odom, and, and with let's just talk about Ron Roberts for a second because Auburn, he's obviously going to Auburn. Uh, not Arkansas, and things looked like they were really headed in that direction. In fact, he was leaning to taking the Arkansas job. Georgia Tech was also interested in him. But he's going to end up at Auburn, and the reason is basically Arkansas got outbid, and a lot of people are saying, like, I'm interested to see what the salary is for Ron Roberts because a lot of people are saying, oh, we can't even afford him because Arkansas fans were not excited about him, despite being an innovator. I mean, despite being extremely highly regarded in coaching circles, Arkansas fans like, ah, he's not up-and-comer enough. We've seen too many numbers on him. <laughs> but um, he was obviously fired at Baylor. It wasn't because the defense sucked. The defense was actually pretty solid. I mean, it wasn't as good as it was the year before when they were really good, but they were still good. But uh, anyway, they were butting heads, him and Dave Aranda, who he coached previously at Delta State, or not coached, but coached under him at Delta State. So 
moving on, I mean, there's a lot of names out there, but we don't really have anybody pinned down because things were really moving forward with this. But I'm interested to see what they're paying him because people are like, oh, they couldn't afford him. I mean, they were paying Barry Odom $1.85 million, which made him the sixth highest assistant coach in the country, sixth highest paid assistant coach in the country. So if they felt like Ron Roberts was worth $1.85, then they probably would have offered $1.85 because they, they have done that before, obviously. But Auburn was willing. I, Auburn felt he was worth more, I guess, than Arkansas did. Uh, Michael Scherer, we got our name, our, our eyes on him because he has been mentioned as a possibility to join Barry Odom at UNLV. Share makes $325,000 a year. So that's probably somewhere in the realm of what a defensive coordinator might be paid at UNLV. So you'd have an upgrade in title, a downgrade in class. The salary would be probably about the same. So we'll keep an eye on that. Obviously, he played under Barry Odom, has coached under him, but we're expecting Share to probably call plays in the Liberty Bowl. We talked about Dow Loggins, obviously. Key losses right now going for Arkansas. Let's just jump over a little bit to the transfer portal. Um, out of everything, we've got 14 guys right now that have entered the transfer portal. That does include Taylor Lewis and Jaqueline Crawford, who entered in August. So 14 guys since then who have either entered or said they're entering. We've still got a couple that haven't even entered who said they are. So the key losses, to me, Miles Slusher, Keetron Jackson, I mean – Losing Keytron along with, you know, Hazelwood, Warren Thompson, uh, Hazelwood going to the NFL draft, Warren Thompson, um, and Matt Landers who will be out of eligibility, that's four your four top wide receivers. Feels real familiar to the previous year, doesn't it, when Arkansas lost a lot of wide receivers. So uh, losing, you know, a lot of wide receivers. But to me, Miles Slusher, Keytron Jackson, those are the only guys that I say, wow, those are – that's tough. That stinks. You know, it's – that's not good. Drew Sanders going to the NFL. Ricky Stromberg going to the NFL. Jaden Hazelwood going to the NFL. Obviously, those things sting, but that's not losing players to, you know, the transfer portal. Those are guys that are advancing their career going to the NFL. Drew Sanders, All-American, by the way. I think we mentioned that at the top of the show. So, we're keeping an eye on Jalen Catalan right now. What's he going to decide to do? Jalen Catalan hurt in the first game, entered the season as an All-American candidate, injured in the first game with a shoulder. There's been people talking about, you know, is he going to come back to Arkansas? Is he going to find a fresh start? Is he going to go test his, you know, hand at the NFL? You know, there's all kinds of talk about Catalan right now. I think we're getting closer to finding out what he's going to do exactly. But keep an eye on him. Uh, keep an eye on Trey Knox. Is he going to decide to, you know, test the NFL? Is he going to return to Arkansas? Nathan Bax is another guy who has a possibility as a super senior. Luke Jones started at left tackle for Arkansas. Super senior. Is he going to come back for that? Zach Williams, Isaiah Nichols, Terry Hampton, Ladarius Bishop, Simeon Blair, Trent Gordon. Are those guys coming back? All have the opportunity to be super seniors. And Dwight McLaughlin is another guy that people have talked about as a possibility to go to the NFL. He hasn't announced that yet, so that kind of makes me think maybe – Dwight's coming back, plus some things I've heard behind the scenes. Uh, I can tell you this right now, um, and I know this, okay? I can't say everything that I know right now, but there's good news coming and there's bad news coming. You can expect both of those things, okay? I know that's super vague, but I just can't say right now. Good news is coming, bad news is coming. Arkansas did get some more good news, obviously, with K.J. Jefferson coming back, which is possibly the biggest news as you look ahead to the 2023 season. The biggest news on a positive side is K.J. Jefferson coming back. 
it blows my mind that there are some people that have mixed feelings about K.J. Jefferson coming back. I mean, this is the guy that's going to determine so much. The reason Arkansas lost some games, obviously, you know, he had a big part in losing them the Texas A&M game. The play at the goal line there was absolutely critical. He also also put him in position to come back and win it. But, um, you know, who knows what would happen at Mississippi State with K.J. if he had been healthy against Liberty, if he would played against LSU. We might be talking about a lot different season. Obviously, this team has a lot of problems, a lot of holes, especially on defense and at, at the goal line, obviously. But getting K.J. Jefferson's back, back is good. And also, I mean, Jordan Dominic is pretty solid news. How hard is it to find quality edge rushers? in this country. <laughs> they just don't make a lot of guys that are, you know, big and explosive like that. And Jordan Dominic had six and a half sacks last season, six in the SEC, and he's coming back. That's a nice addition. In addition to these other additions, addition to these other additions, Jacoby Criswell coming back. Jacoby Criswell, you know, back when Chad Morris was coach, he recruited his brother. Yeah, more news on Mike Leach not sounding good. 61 years old. Other new additions. Um, other new additions for Arkansas. Jacoby Criswell. Um, Criswell was at Moralton, obviously. Four-star rec- uh, recruit. Um, this Mike Leach stuff isn't looking good, y'all. Try to get through the rest of this here. Um, Jacoby Criswell, four-star recruit out of Moralton, was recruited under Chad. Didn't really recruit under Chad Morris because he's recruiting his son and ended up um, going to North Carolina where obviously they did recruit him heavily. Sam Pittman tried to come in uh, and flip him. But we kind of wa- we kept our eye on Jacoby for a while now just to see what's happening over there because we always knew there was a possibility if things didn't work out at North Carolina, maybe he'd come back home. I hear he's up to like 6'2 now. Looking really good physically. This really shores up the quarterback room because you got Malachi Singleton coming in, which is huge. Nice looking recruit, four star prospect out of Georgia. You got KJ coming back, and now you can add I don't know if you call him a buffer guy. I don't think that's fair to Jacoby, but a guy who can sit behind KJ for a year and then challenge for the starting job next year. I think it'll be a junior, redshirt junior, but still have junior, senior, and then bonus year if he wants it. So still could have three years left. Joshua Braun obviously committed earlier the Florida transfer. He started seven games for him last year. This year he did not start any coaching change. You know, it's kind of, you know, it can cause a lot of issues and stuff. So, former four-star prospect again. Andrew Armstrong I think is really intriguing, you know, especially when we talk about the wide receiver situation. But Andrew, he's listed on his recruiting profile, unranked. Uh, as 6'3", 180. He's now listed at 6'6", 189. Had 62 catches for 1,020 yards and 13 touchdowns. Will be a junior next season with three years left if he wants it. So this guy could be a really nice addition. Like really fill some holes for him. They've got some good young wide receivers, but this guy would end up being the oldest guy coming back. Not coming back, but the oldest guy on the team at wide receiver. So, anyway, just a quick recap there. Expect more good news. Expect more bad news. And we're kind of resetting some things on defensive coordinator hotboard. We've got 11 other names on there, but I'm not sure exactly where they go right now. Like I said before, we don't 
make the news. We just cover it. So when things happen, then we know and we'll report it. But a lot of people are like, tell me something on this. If there's nothing happening right now or nothing come our way, we can't really just, we're not going to make stuff up. Okay. So right now in the transfer portal, you've got Zach Zymus. I don't know if we mentioned that on the last show. I think that was since then. Zach Zymus, Kiwan Parker. I should say the positions. Safety, Zach Zymus. Cornerback, Kiwan Parker. Wide receiver, Keytron Jackson. Defensive end, Eric Thomas Jr. Nickelback, Ja'Cory Turner. Tight end, Aaron Outley. Quarterback, Malik Hornsby. Defensive back, Miles Slusher. Running back, James Joyner. Wide receiver, Warren Thompson. Wide receiver, DB, Chase Lowry. Running back, Javion Hunt. Wide receiver, Quaylen Crawford, back on August 25th. uh, Defensive lineman, Taylor Lewis, back on August 20th. Punter Reed Reed Bauer, which I don't have him in the portal just yet. I have him announcing, but not in the portal. Kari Johnson, I have him uh, not in the portal either, but announcing. And then you've got Drew Sanders, Ricky Stromberg, Jaden Hazelwood going to the NFL. K.J. Jefferson, Jordan Dominic coming back. And then, of course, earlier – I guess maybe in August you had uh, Marco Avant and Dax Courtney, which uh, both those guys retired, medically retired from football. Right now, including everybody who has not announced that they're leaving, okay, everybody who had like, like assuming that, for example, Luke Jones is coming back, okay, assuming he's coming back because he's can be a super senior and hasn't announced one way or the other. So I'm including all those guys on here, okay? Right now I've got them at 83 scholarship players. With And they should have the opportunity to count one scholarship to this class because they didn't use it this year. So they should be able to count another one retroactively. So in theory, I guess they could have 86, but I got them at 83 right now, and that's including Jacoby Criswell, all the new additions. That's including the guys that have said they're leaving, taking them off the list and including all the guys that, you know, are potential super seniors. So right now at 83, 40 offense, 40 defense, three specialists. Okay, let's shoot over to Danny West. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Those of you who don't follow Danny West, you can follow him at Danny West 24-7 on Twitter. Dude does a phenomenal job covering the Razorbacks. And this is a busy, busy month for Danny with just all the transfer portal stuff, recruiting. Had a big visit weekend just recently. Danny, how you doing, man? 
What's up, man? I'm doing okay. I think we're um, I think we're all a little bit heavy hearted for Coach Leach today. Yeah. Thoughts and prayers go out to to him and his family. But other than that, I'm doing okay. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a tough situation, Danny. Um, so it's it's impossible to transition off that. I've mentioned him several times, and I'm just like, how do I go talking about recruiting and stuff? You know. Yeah. But that's what the show is. So we're gonna move on. That's it. Um, and talk a little bit of recruiting, but uh, Andrew Armstrong uh, committed out of the weekend. They really needed some help at wide receiver. They've got some promising young guys, but this is a guy that caught over 60 passes for over 1,000 yards and like 15 touchdowns or something last year. Um, had a lot of options out there also out of the transfer portal. What do you know about this guy, and, and why is he just a late bloomer that ended up at Texas A&M so. Commerce? Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, obviously he didn't have – much to speak of his first few years there. Um, I think he redshirted in 19, then they canceled their season altogether in 20 uh, mm-hmm. due to COVID. Back in 21, had a you know a fairly decent season, and then suddenly, just out of nowhere, he goes over 1,000, like 13 touchdowns, just bam. So he quickly becomes, as you mentioned there, that offer list was, was something else, man. You can judge a, a transfer – uh, portal guy by that offer list a lot of times sometimes you can't you know uh, people are going to miss too but man this one was outstanding I think Arkansas did a really good job of getting in there early they were like the 16th announced offer on his Twitter I mean like 16th or 17th I want to say so I was kind of worried you know uh, you might be a little bit late to the party but and it seemed like once he announced that offer uh, the official visit date was set really really fast and I think, you know, you got to give a lot of credit to uh, Kendall Browse and, and Kenny Guyton and those guys producing wide receivers. Now, Traylon Burks obviously was just a freak show. He was going NFL no matter where he went. But now you've got that one in your in your back pocket. You produce a guy like Hazelwood and Landers. And by produce, I mean, you know, they, they did what you expected them to mm-hmm. do. You didn't develop them for four or five years. That's not what I'm saying. But they came in looking for an opportunity to increase their, their stock, improve their stock, and they did just that. Both of them go over, what, 700 yards? That's a really good season. So uh, now both are going to get a crack at the NFL, and you've kind of developed a trend there, yeah. uh, especially with these tall, big, wide receivers. That's uh, Boy, that's got to be attractive for a guy like Andrew. I don't think he's 6'6", Trey. I think he's more six four-ish, mm-hmm. but uh, he's plenty big, plenty, plenty big. big. So yeah. a really good kid too. I want to say he's he's been a lot of fun, been really helpful to us, and, and uh, I, I wish him the best. I think he's probably going to be a guy that jumps in there and uh, without a hitch, just probably takes a starting job. That's mm-hmm. that's kind of the, the view I've got for him. But really, really good pickup there, as well as obviously Jacoby. I'm sure you mentioned yeah, already. Yeah, was, was about to talk to you about Jacoby. Yeah, yeah. we can transition into Dr- Jacoby a little bit. He's another guy, man. You know, we we used to watch him at camps and stuff. Not a huge guy. You know, he's a little bit on the shorter side coming out of high school. I'd say probably six foot, six foot and a half, maybe. Um, don't know what you recall, but yeah. shows up this weekend, man. I'm giving him a legit 6'2". He's slimmed down. He's 208. I mean, he really looks good. He looks like a guy that has spent the last three years in a power five weight room, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. So that was the first thing I noticed. And then, you know, you, you think about what he means right now, that that quarterback room being what it has been in terms of scholarship players, and they could have used a guy like him this year, couldn't they? I mean, yeah. I'm not saying you, you definitely win one or two more games 
that KJ missed or got beat up or whatever, but I'm not saying they couldn't have either. I mean, it's, there's a big difference between eight wins and six wins, I guess. And um, I think you go into next year feeling a little more confident that, you know, if something, knock on wood, if something does happen to KJ, you've got a guy who's been there and done it a little bit at the high level and, and uh, Arkansas guy, you know, obviously mm-hmm. Dre Greenlaw's brother, guy wanted to be a Razorback coming out of high school and, you know, it was kind of out of his hands. So it was, it was really cool for us to sit back and watch this thing unfold. I think, you know, people may not realize this thing almost happened for him a couple of times previously since mm-hmm. he's been at Carolina. I think there were um, at least a couple of times where it looked like he might be coming home to play for the Razorbacks. And, you know, finally the uh, the timing was right and Arkansas situation is, is right too. So, um, really, really good pickup there. And the trend so far, Trey, is veteran guys. Yeah. You know, we've seen that over the last few years. Now, they don't all have to have 36 career starts. That's not what I mean. But for the most part, you don't see them bringing in a whole lot of redshirt freshmen, sophomores who haven't played a whole lot. They yeah. like a pretty good sample size, I think. Yeah, I think it's good to not just so much go off star rankings and stuff out of high school, although that factors in. You know, this guy was obviously well-regarded if they haven't played a lot. But guys that have absolutely produced um, is certainly notable. And Jacoby's got in a little bit of action, and and obviously Armstrong's produced a lot. And Bronze has seven starts under his belt last year. Mm -hmm. Um, Dan, do you know who leads the country right now in transfer portal commitments? Is it the Razorbacks? It's three? the it's the Razorbacks with three. There's so uh, much know. there's so much discussion about you know bad news or this guy or that guy for yeah. coaching you know and you kind of overlook the good stuff when it happens and and Arkansas has three really nice additions right now out of the transfer portal uh, to lead the country and they're actually ranked second nationally but they don't have all these guys you know, sure. transfer portal rankings uh, assigned to them properly yet. But uh, yeah. Arkansas leading the country with three, unless there's somebody out there who's just maybe a, a team site's being lazy and not adding their transfers. But yeah. I don't think that's what's what's going on because they've been pretty on top of uh, on making sure everybody gets assigned properly. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll tell you what, man, you know, it feels a little bit different. I've seen people on the message board, the Razor's Edge there, always enjoy everything that everybody says there. But it seems like people have – um, at least some, mm-hmm. they're like, man, it's not as good as last year. Well, last year, I think there was a little bit more name recognition with the targets. You know, everybody knew yeah. Landon Jackson because, you know, they had recruited him. He was big time four star coming out of Texas, made many trips up here. Jaden Hazelwood, everybody knows the five star names for the most part. So, you know, there was some, some wow factor to it. Whereas, right. you know, Andrew, he wasn't even ranked coming out of high school. That doesn't make him any less of a player. You know, uh, Braun got demoted down at Florida. So what? They, they tried him at tackle. He's not a tackle. What do you mm-hmm. expect to happen? Yeah. So, you know, I think there's some, some stuff like that. And Jacoby, you know, the name recognition is there for him. Um, obviously, he lost a starting job out there, too. But he was playing behind a really, really good player, too. So, mm-hmm. you know, while it, it, it may not have the star uh, power the the wow factor to it that last year's did i think they're in on the right guys and this week's going to be really important too you know I, I think they're still on the market for another slot receiver got one on campus right now trey kid out of kentucky i say kid he's probably a grown man he's chauncey magwood six foot 198 um sophomore from it's a newer Albany, name Georgia. isn't it danny 
yeah, yeah, just he, he's a fresh name, but he's on a two-day visit here. Uh, we we expected some midweeks this week, and it looks like uh, he's the first. I think there's going to be at least one more, uh, probably maybe a couple more slot receivers throughout the week, and then I think defensive back is probably going to be a really busy week for DBs. Um, uh, we're aware of Gavin Holmes out of Wake Forest, I'm trying to think Northern Illinois, Eric Rogers, couple corners there. Mm-hmm. I would look for Tonmaz Adelaide. I'm yeah, just going to pretend I'm saying that right. Nailed A&M it. defensive lineman. Mm-hmm. Uh, still, you know, he told us last week, Trey, that he's he's in the process of finalizing a visit with Arkansas. No update since, but I still think that that could be in the works this week. And and that one probably has a little bit of star power to it man yeah. that'd be a big time guy and you know it kind of goes against what we just talked about he's not a veteran with you know multi starting seasons and uh he's a and, top 100 you know, recruit though <laughs> yeah he's a big time dude and uh you don't get many like that yeah. on the defensive line here so if they could make that one work man that's that would be all right now so yeah and i'll give you one more trey that i i was intrigued by as soon as he went to the portal last night uh you know, Trey Knox, we'll see what happens there. Uh, been a little bit of buzz, I guess, but Arkansas State tight end. Uh, and this is another name that I'm really going to struggle with, and I apologize for it. But Sidu Treor, I hope. Sidu <laughs> Treor. Yeah. He's originally from England, of yeah. all places. Uh, okay. London, I want to say. So wouldn't shock me if they make a move there. I think, uh, think he may have reached out. So I'm still working to confirm that, but yeah. uh, Trey Orr did tell me he would let me know if he sets up an official this week. But he's only six four two eighteen, but man, he had fifty catches for the uh, Red Wolves over there, six hundred and fifty five yards, four touchdowns. And I mean, I'm not comparing him to Brock Bowers. Don't mistake me for that. But Brock Bowers had fifty two catches, mm-hmm. so two more catches, and I think played a, another game. Now Georgia, obviously, they've got five or six freaks that. They got to spread the ball around. So, again, don't don't mistake me on that, but just the stat line jumps out at you. I mean, 50 catches for a tight end, a lot. 655 yards is a lot. Four touchdowns is a good number too. So, you know, if you're if you did have to replace a, a receiving target at tight end, I think he, you know, he probably, um, you know, he's intriguing. I'll put it that way. Danny, how long you used those arcs go? Oh, a long time. Before you, man. They yeah. should have hooked me up. That gone, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I told you about them uh, about a year before they came out to yeah. your area. But, they came so to your area whatever, first. That, yeah, good. yeah. They, they got out in Tawny Town, and I couldn't switch fast enough, man. I'm not going to um, you know, name drop who I used to have, but um, it, it was a struggle there for a little bit. It used to really drive me nuts, but I haven't had any trouble with Ozark Scope. All right, brother. Hey, I appreciate you. And, uh, yes, man, sir. Guys, appreciate you. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Danny. Guys, if you want to follow along with everything that Danny has, I mean, you got to you got to follow him on Twitter, first of all, at Danny West 24 seven. And you got to sign up at hogsports.com. I promise you'd be glad you signed up at Hogsports at an incredible rate, 50 percent off. And Ozarks Go. Usually we just or excuse me, not Ozarks Go, and Paramount Plus. Usually we just offer Paramount Plus for um Usually we just offer Paramount Plus for, uh, you know, long-term members like a loyalty perk, uh, people that are, you know, paying um, full price for their subscription. But, you know, this window right now, we're going to go ahead and give you Ozark to go and Hog Sports for 50% off. So it's a it's a rare opportunity to sign up right now. Did I say Ozark to go again? Paramount Plus? Okay. Paramount Plus, 
and Hog Sports, just to make sure I'm clear. Ozarks Go is something else entirely. Ozarks Go is how you're receiving this right now. All this show is powered by Ozarks Go. Danny West powered by Ozarks Go. And uh, I've experienced 100% uptime with these guys. If you want to find out more information about these guys, go to ozarksgo.net slash hog, H-A-W-G, or you can call them at 479-684-4900. I'll leave uh, some more information in the description. But uh, these guys do a fantastic job. I've experienced 100% uptime anytime I've ever needed the internet. It has just worked for me. Never unplugged and replugged. I've never unplugged the cord. Never one time in 17 months that I've been using these guys. Almost 18 months now. Uh, I haven't thought about them other than the day they came in and installed it. I just, I've never had to call anybody. But if you ever do have to call them, then you can rest assured that you will um, probably talk to one of your neighbors. You may end up talking to them about the Razorbacks. It'll be somebody around here. Think north of the tunnel in northwest Arkansas or northeast Oklahoma. If you get an Ozarks electric bill, then you probably get these guys too. They offer a gigabit, which is 1,000 megabits uh, up and down, and 100 megabits per second, which is also plenty fast for most people. Okay. Where do we want to go? We need to talk to Curtis because basketball team's rolling. All right, so let's get to Curtis Wilkerson now. For those of you who don't follow Curtis, you can follow him at Kurt Wilkerson underscore. He's the Hog Sports Senior Analyst. He'll be in Little Rock next weekend covering basketball. He was in Tulsa this weekend. And we're a little bit late getting to him. Curtis, hey, how you Trey. doing? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing great, man. Um, so, Curtis, you were at the BOK Center this weekend, watched yeah. Arkansas and Oklahoma. And, uh, I mean, obviously it, it's a devastating blow losing Trevon Brazil. Uh, but Arkansas has got a lot of talent and a, and a lot of depth. Yeah, they really, really do. And I, I think that's what kind of shined and really, man, that outcome, I just feel like it's what Arkansas needed. You know, mm-hmm. it's like you said, it's tough to lose a guy like Brazil. I mean, he's such a unique talent. The way he was blowing up, I mean, he was really on his way to a special season. And uh, you hate to see that. And, you know, the team was upset about it as they should be. All the fans were upset about it, as they should be. And it's easy in those moments to forget, you know, Arkansas still has three, maybe four draft picks on this team without him. So, uh, you know, to see those guys bounce back the way they did, I was really impressed by it. You know, Ricky Council and Nick Smith Jr., uh, in terms of scoring combinations in the backcourt, man, I can't really think of one better in the SEC. I mean, those two guys, when they're rolling together, they're so dynamic. Uh, and they do it in different ways. So when they're playing well off of each other, that's going to be a tough combination to stop. And, you know, I know Ricky had a, a tough game earlier in the week, and you were wondering, you know, how long is it going to take them to adjust and adapt, you know, to working together because they're both alpha scorers. But I think we saw what it could be on Saturday. So that's really encouraging for the Razorbacks. And then obviously, you know, Anthony Black is a guy, he doesn't have to score, he can, uh, but, you know, he just impacts the game in so many other ways, and he's kind of the guy that, you know, he's the engine that drives this thing in terms of, you know, getting everybody to the right spots and, and distributing and keeping everyone involved, and that's such an important part of the process, too. So, you know, what really stood out to me about Arkansas in this game against Oklahoma is, one, uh, they were the better team, and I thought maybe they were last year, but they didn't play like it, and they did play like it in this game. So, uh, really good. The backcourt, I, I think, is still elite for Arkansas. And, you know, like you said, they're deep. They've got a lot of different options and a lot of pieces in that front court. You just got to find the right guys to step up. And, you know, Makai Mitchell has really done that. He's looked great as of late. 
uh, Kamani Johnson's and then giving him a boost. And, you know, you still got some other guys there. And, you know, Mikel Mitchell that we haven't seen much from yet. Uh, Jalen Graham is flash. It hasn't been consistent. So, you know, uh, it, it's tough to lose a guy like Brazil, but it does open the door for others. And like you said, man, they're they're talented. So we'll see who kind of steps up and fills the void. Do we need to be worried about Nick Smith? Because he came out of the game with like four minutes left and didn't return. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he looked fine to me, you know, over on the sideline. And, uh, I, I think maybe whatever happened there scared him. I, I think that was kind of the initial reaction I got when I saw it happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, he looked like it just freaked him out. You know, I don't know if he if he tweaked something or, or felt something. Who knows? But, uh, you know, he, he kind of went off into the tunnel there. But he was he was jogging back and forth. He was moving around fine. Uh, there at the end of the game, he was just kind of hanging out with the with the trainer at the end of the bench, talking to him. And he was in good spirits, you know. He wasn't wasn't wrapped up or, or anything like that. I kind of feel like you know Arkansas is probably looking at it, saying, "Hey, we got a double digit lead here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, four minutes left in the game. Why risk anything if we don't have to?" Right. Kind of deal. But he kind of struck me as a guy that could go back in. I don't know that for sure, but you know. And then after the game, Musselman, like he said, you know, he went into the locker room and there wasn't any alarm. And I'm sure the you know the trainers and team docs or whoever checked them out. But you know, he was on Twitter saying, "Well." Oh, we lost Curtis. We lost Curtis, guys. Let me get him back here. Phone just dropped out. Hey, you, Curtis. You didn't like my answer? You Sorry. hung up on me? Or... Yeah, I didn't like that. You know, it kind of reminded me, though, like when Traylon Burks, um, mm-hmm. when Traylon Burks, like, took a first shot on his knee as a freshman and was grabbing his knee and was rolling around, and we were all like, oh, my gosh. But he was just, right. you know, kind of concerned about it. Yeah, that's kind of how I felt. You know, it's obviously, uh, you know, they were they were being so cautious with it early in the season. Uh, and so I'm sure anything you feel there, you know, soreness, even if there's a little swelling or, you know, anything like that, he, it's probably something that's kind of in the back of his mind. I wouldn't blame him if he felt that way. But, uh, yeah, you know, he, he looked okay. Must said after the game that he didn't sense any alarm. And, uh, you know, he's been all over Twitter and Instagram, everything Nick has the last couple of days here and. Uh, certainly is coming across as a guy that's okay and looking forward to playing this weekend. And, you know, we hope that's the case. I imagine we won't get Musk for a presser until probably, I don't know, Thursday or so, and I'm sure we'll get an update then. Okay. Um, what do you know about uh, – is it Bradley they're playing? Bradley and, and Little Rock, North Little Rock, I mean? Yeah, yeah, Bradley. I mean, honestly, it doesn't matter who comes into North Little Rock for those games. They're always uh, – I just don't know what's going on in that place. It's so crazy. You know, well, it's even good nobody year, gets to watch it unless they're there live. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> it seems like uh, maybe that's a blessing in disguise that those games are never actually televised or streamed. But, uh, you know, Bradley's a, a pretty good team. Honestly, they're seven and three on the year. They haven't been, uh, you know, overly challenged in their wins. They played Auburn. Uh, I think they lost to him by about 19. Uh, but, you know, they've won four in a row. Uh, they're, they're top 100 team at Ken Palm. The last time I checked, I, I think they were top 80 or so in the net rankings. So, uh, assuming that's a neutral site game, as of right now, it'll be a, you know, a quad two game there for Arkansas for the resume. And, you know, Arkansas doesn't have a quad one win right now because the, the teams in Maui, Oklahoma, they're not holding up their end of the bargain. So, uh, all those games are quad twos, and Bradley falls into that category. So uh, it could be a you know a decent little boost for the resume for the Razorbacks, and it's going to be a challenge in there. You know they've got a big man who's really talented uh, in Rink Mast is his name. So 
uh, that's going to be one to watch, kind of one of those more traditional back-to-the-basket guys. And Kai Mitchell did really, really good uh, against Tanner Groves of Oklahoma. I think this guy for Bradley is kind of a similar type of player. But, you know, they're well-coached. Uh, they can knock down threes, and they've got a big guy in the post that's talented. So uh, it, it'll be interesting to watch. I think for Arkansas, though, man, it's just more about coming to that building uh, and playing well because they usually don't for whatever reason I'll never understand. Curtis Wilkerson joining us. Again, you can follow him at Kurt Wilkerson underscore. He is the Hog Sports Senior Analyst. And if you want to read a lot of his content, his best stuff, then you'll need a VIP subscription. Nobody covers Razorback basketball like Curtis Wilkerson. Curtis, it looks like Brandon Marcello's reporting that uh, tight ends coach Dow Loggins intends to accept the offensive coordinator position at South Carolina. So that's a tweet just now from uh, from Dow. So. Very interesting. Well, I mean, you know, that was going to happen, then it wasn't, and now it is again. But, uh, yeah, it's it's interesting. It's kind of been, I think, fascinating, really, to kind of go over uh, and, and look at some of the reaction from the South Carolina side versus, you know, the reaction from the Arkansas side. Obviously, he's a guy that played for the Razorbacks, mm-hmm. and uh, everybody's, you know, excited about the possibilities there. And then, obviously, he's been such a big, uh, you know, recruiter for the Razorbacks. I'm, I think Danny was just on the show. He knows a lot better than me, but that's kind of the first thing that comes to my mind, you know, how would that impact the recruiting side of things? Yep. All right, Curtis. Appreciate you, brother. Yep. Anytime. All right, everybody. That's Kurt Wilkerson. The show has kind of been scattered today. I will admit, you know, with, I'm like, as we're going along, I'm seeing updates on Mike Leach's status and things aren't looking good there. And, um, this news comes out and just like it's it, I was kind of leery of doing the show because I knew the media immediately when I would get on there'd like be some kind of breaking news stuff going on so um it's a it's a busy time right now at hog sports so I'm gonna go ahead and hop off the show we've gone uh, almost 44 minutes here so I'm gonna go ahead and hop off the show um we're not gonna have time to answer questions today but if you want to follow up with the latest that's going on with hog sports right now go to hogsports.com uh and you can see all the latest hog news there. All right, everybody. Scattered kind of show today. Weird show. Weird. Not my, not my best, but uh, <laughs> just kind of weird circumstances today, man. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining me today. This has been Trey Biddy with hogsports.com, and we'll catch you next time. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, <laughs> nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.